Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Soul, Adorn Yourself with Gladness. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We're hoping to adorn you with gladness. We have Zachary Brockhoff and Lars Olson back with us this week to talk about the hymn, Soul, Adorn Yourself with Gladness. Yeah, thanks for having us back on, Mason. It seems to be like a, something we do every week. Yeah, it seems that way. So far. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are in Matthew chapter 22 and Jesus' parable about the wedding banquet. And Zachary, you have selected for this week's hymn, Soul Adorn Yourself with Gladness. So tell us a little bit about this communion hymn and why we might sing it this day. Well, there were a number um, of options, of course, just in the communion section of any hymnal. And um, it's maybe confession time. I actually, when I started this, I thought, oh, let's do a, a different hymn. And then after um, reading the scripture um, a little bit more and um, and considering a few things, I said, no, this is really the, the better option. It picks up some of the language in this week's uh, scripture text. And though uh, at first it might appear to have less to do with communion, perhaps in others it's not as direct in that way, um, I think it has something to say about um, uh, Christ um, calling us to a banquet and and what God is actually giving. So um, originally it was titled um, as a hymn for preparation for Holy Communion. And not long after that, uh, somebody called it uh, the the finest one of the finest German hymns for uh, for Holy Communion. So um, it didn't take long before it was well received by those who who would sing it. Um, in in older hymnals, uh, many people may be familiar with the title um, "Deck Thyself, My Soul with Gladness." That was the original translation. The German uh, title. Um, uh, originally, the, the first word means um, ornament or decorate or adorn, and you get all of this sort of mixed up in different translations. But I think it's a really um, uh, wonderful picture of what it is to um, uh, be invited to our Lord's table and 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 uh, and receive this then with joy um, to be uh, adorned um, in in the. Uh, in the joy of of what Christ has to give, so um, uh, the you know even the first stanza is a, is a strange thing for me because you don't immediately notice you're you're singing about communion necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. It's full of imagery. Um, adorn yourself with gladness. Come into daylight splendor. Mm, this could just be. I don't know, maybe a song about uh, stepping out on your front porch in the morning when the sun's shining. You know, it's it's a very odd kind of way to start. And then all of a sudden, um, you realize that um, this joy um, uh, is is based entirely on the banquet that Christ founds. Um, and the final line of that stanza tells us what, what this joy really is, that Christ, the one who's heavenly, high, and holy, dwells even with 
those who are lowly, as as the as the scripture reading for this weekend would put it. You know, those who who are good and bad, or we might you know go out and get everybody right. Those who consider themselves really good enough, good for something, and those who say I'm not worth much of anything. Um, all of this, Christ comes for these. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about the second stanza where it talks about um, knocking and unlocking the gate? Yeah, that's a well. I, I mean, you would know more than I would about people who probably have come and said um, uh, Jesus is knocking, and I have to somehow um, answer the door. Yeah. Right. I mean, we see that in pictures. Yeah. The, oh, that that the famous picture of Jesus kind of knocking on the door. Everybody, everybody uses this as the the. Um, the way to say, well, Jesus is inviting, but finally I have, have to, to do right. it, right? Uh, I have to let him into my heart. I've got to open the door myself. Um, something, Jesus is always there. The invitation is out there as if <laughs> Jesus was just kind of like, you know, in terms of the parable, the right. one like sitting in the street going like, doesn't anybody want to come with me? Uh, rather right. <laughs> than what he's, what the parable actually says is he's going out to find you, sure. uh, to track you down. And so, yeah, it's it's always shocking how, uh, how sinners... Um, can find anything uh, to say. Uh, I have a role. I get to choose whether Jesus picks me or not. I mean, I've yeah, I've always um, thought too. Well, one, I think it's it's helpful to um, sing these words in a hymn related to um, a sacrament rather than sort of a portrait on the wall, right? right. Where we can conjure up our own, own ideas of what this means. But that at this banquet, uh, Christ stands actually already doing already knocking, and he's actually going to unlock the door, <laughs> right. and there's really nothing left for you to do at all. Um, and how just uh, illogical it is that that this that the risen Christ who walks through doors on Easter is somehow <laughs> needs you to, needs you to do this. Yeah. Um, it is, it is, uh, pure, uh, grace, you know, God's favor that he's going to stand and knock at the door of your heart, uh, waiting to get in, but he's going to open that door. So anyway, um, I just, yeah, I, I think it's helpful to sing it in the context of something theological rather than simply artistic. <laughs> yeah, and in the in the, in the um, case of Matthew twenty two in this parable, um, you see this interplay, right? Uh, the the command is to go send the slaves out and and give the invitations, um, but you still see people saying, uh, "I don't think I want to go." Right? Yeah. I mean, there's this, uh, but that doesn't stop God from sending out more, right? Yeah, because He wants the banquet hall filled. That's finally what the the joy of this this hymn is, uh, right? That's what it's talking about is that God is gathering up all of his, all of his people, all of his children, um, in order to celebrate with them. Yes. Well, in the, uh, this is third stanza, but, um, the bread of life is boundless and the souls it feeds are countless, um, has something to say about God who's going to actually seek out his people. So, um, and what we actually receive there, glorious consolation, pledge, seal of salvation. This is all what, what God has to give. Um, so throughout the first three stanzas for me, um, uh, you're singing about God at work there. God who founds the banquet, who stands knocking, who unlocks the door, who gives himself. Uh, this uh, really has nothing to do with you at all. Um, and so... Uh, it's interesting then in the final stanza that you get to, it, it picks up a word, not only are we singing about a banquet here in the context of the Lord's Supper, but you're also, uh, you end up singing 
um, worthily let me receive you and so favored never leave you. And these are all kinds of, this is all over the scripture reading for this week. Um, both at the end, many are called, few are chosen, sort of, what do you do with that? Mm -hmm. As well as um, um, issues of being worthy. Um, uh, but it's, it, I think it's fascinating too that the unworthy people sort of in the middle of the of the story are replaced he goes out and he's just uh, he's uh, he says go uh, get all good and bad people he's not looking for worthy uh, by world standards kind of folk um, but actually uh, it is Christ who's saying you're my guest I'm choosing you uh, and so whether good or bad in the world's eyes um, Christ sees us really uh, as sinners, as betrayers, and finally, it's just going to bestow uh, forgiveness and new life uh, upon those people. So there, in there, we are. If you want to be worthy as a sinner, Christ will say, "I'll take you." <laughs> yeah, it is. It, that the term "worthy" is really fascinating because what it means is that you have some wealth, right? Yeah. That you are, you have a worth to you. Um, but as soon as you think you are worthy of something, then you think it's something you have to bring and to hand over, like you could buy your way into this banquet. And that's exactly what the parable is saying you cannot do. Mm -hmm. You can't actually take your worthiness and say, um, that's why I got in. So the only way to be worthy for the kingdom of God is to be worthless mm -hmm. uh, and to have Christ's worth, Christ's value, Christ's righteousness become yours. So you actually have to be what he's saying. Uh, that's what the whole part about the, you're wearing the wrong clothes are, sure. right? Is uh, you thought you could come in with better clothes than what Christ was giving you. Nope. Uh, that makes you finally unworthy. And those, to be unworthy then is finally to think you have options other than Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, uh, in this hymn, that's this whole last stanza is really about Jesus being our only hope and life. And that's when you believe that, when you have that, uh, that confidence, um, outside of yourself, then you have, then you are worthy, right? Uh, because you are saying, I am sinner. He is righteous. That is my only worthiness, not something I can give for him. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.